occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. Hey, welcome back to Myths, Magic, and Murder. This is episode 24. I'm Abby. I'm Kate. We'll be your ghostesses on this fine day. Oh, you switched it up a bit. I did. What are you talking about today, Kate? I am going to be telling you all about the Pollock twins. I completely forgot. Sorry about that. It's okay. I'm glad to know that you're enthusiastic about this episode. No, I am. I am. Uh, it's a story of rebirth, death, and life as a whole. Wow, that sounds mm. exciting. It does. I'm talking about a Titanic conspiracy theory. Conspiracy. I immediately Jeez. just butchered the whole of that conspiracy theory. Wow, that was pretty impressive, Ab. Thanks. Are you going to give people spoilers to the film? Yeah. No, oh, I still haven't watched it. If you haven't seen... Titanic from 1997, or heard about the Titanic. Surprisingly, that is one that I have seen. How about you, Abby? Seen the last 20 minutes. I'll watch it someday, probably. I don't think you will. I don't think you're going to watch any of these films we've spoken about. Yeah. I stopped mentioning them now. <laughs> there have been films for things that we've mentioned since, and I just, I know that I haven't seen it. You all know that I haven't seen it. Abby also knows that I haven't seen it, so I'm not going to mention it. Then you just have to out yourself as not watching any films ever. I do watch films. Chicken Run doesn't count because you've watched that too many times. All right, listen, how dare you? <laughs> didn't ask you to come here and attack me on this Monday. All right, anyway. Very rude. Anyway, thank you for signing up to our Facebook group if you already have. If you haven't, you should go do that. Yeah, you can find it on our Facebook page, Myths, Magic and Murder Podcast. Yeah, and it's you cool. should. We've got memes, quizzes. A good time. Well, we haven't yet because we made it like two days ago, but we will have those things in it. We'll have lots (laughs) of And it will be very exciting. To keep you entertained. For sure. To keep me entertained also. Sorry for just straight up talking over you. Anyway, back to me. (laughs) Anyway, this is the Kate show. (laughs) Yeah, so I think that's it. Just join the Facebook group. Hope you all staying safe, having a good time, entertaining the kids if you've got those, enjoying the time of work if you get that. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to get straight into this topic then. May as well, we've annoyed him enough. So I'm going to talk about a couple of conspiracy theories, but like primarily just the most, ah, what's the word? Like widely accepted? Nah, more like controversial. Wow, I'm so glad you prepared this. (laughs) Controversial. I did prepare it. What's the word immediately? Mm, The Titanic, is that what it's called? (laughs) We haven't talked about conspiracy theories on this podcast yet, have we? Which feels like something we should talk about, considering the topics that we also cover. I mean, I think that you could loosely define some of the stuff that we've talked about as a sort of conspiracy, like Bigfoot. Oh, like Area 51 as well? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. But this is the first, like, just straight up conspiracy. Yeah. So my sources are Wikipedia, popularmechanics.com, titanicswitch.com, socialshorthand.com, and I think Nat Geo as well. So some background on the Titanic. Why are you looking at me like that? We haven't even got into it yet. Nothing, sorry. It was just how I'm looking today. You're squinting at me like a cat. Yeah, I just have poor eyesight, Abby. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> as you probably know, the Titanic was a big old British passenger liner, and it was actually registered to my home city of Liverpool. Wow. wow. It was operated by the White Star Line. Oh, wait, hang on. Sorry. As a side note, I knew that it was from there because these people, right, who built this boat wrong and then it sank, have a hotel 
I boat. didn't say we built it. I said it was registered to the port. Have a hotel. Okay, that's it's. It sailed off from Southampton, but you did some construction there. Yeah, but anyway, the construction that went poorly because the entire boat sank. They have a hotel boat themed like the Titanic in their little their little dock, which I think is just careless, crude. Liverpool is a beautiful city, and if you haven't visited, you should. <laughs> it is, and you should go to the Titanic boat. But anyway. Bring a life vest. Have you stopped shitting all over my city? <laughs> it was under the command of Captain Edward Smith, and it was designed to be the pinnacle of comfort and luxury, and the first-class accommodation had a gym, a swimming pool, libraries, restaurant, a lounge designed similar to a palace, and super high-class cabins. Which at the time, again, crazy. I mean, now it's still crazy, but like, back in 1912... Amazing. Yeah, I mean, now if you go on a cruise, you kind of expect those things, but 1912, I can't imagine. Obviously, first class was the most luxurious, because it's the one that had the grand staircase. The one that Rose and Jack stood on. Apparently. But even the third class area was still far above average from the time period, which, as I said, was 1912. And everyone wanted to be on the Titanic. But although it had advanced safety features, it only carried enough lifeboats for 1,178 people, which is about half the people on board of the ship. So all of the rich. <gasps> conspiracy. That's probably a separate conspiracy theory. <laughs> the Titanic set sail from Southampton on the 10th of April 1912. Or did it? <gasps> conspiracy. That is kind of this conspiracy. It called up France and then Ireland before it was heading to New York. And four days into the journey, the ship hit an iceberg at 11.40pm. And it couldn't handle the collision, so it began to flood. Passengers and some crew began evacuating in lifeboats, but many of them were launched only partially loaded. A large amount of men were left on board because the women and children protocol. Mm-hmm. Women and children first. Sorry, guys. At 2.20am, the ship broke apart with over a thousand people still on board. And just under two hours later, a rescue ship arrived and brought aboard 705 survivors, and the captain went down with the ship. So did the uh, musicians. That broke my heart. It was a yeah. true fact. That's really sad. Yeah. So obviously this was met with worldwide shock and outrage because so many people died on this ship that everyone wanted to be on. Well, it was unsinkable. It was advertised as an unsinkable ship. Exactly. Everyone was crazy. And, you know, I mean, the good part of it is that now ships are, like, built to handle more because of this. They're much better prepared for disasters. Oh yeah, like when you get on, um, Abby hasn't been on a cruise, but I was explaining that to the other day that like when you get on, before you even leave harbour, you have a muster drill. So like you go to your muster station, which is where your lifeboat is, you get your life jacket, like that kind of thing, so that you know what to do. And like they're a little flashing, same as on a plane where the, the lights flash to guide you to your nearest exit, stuff like that. I don't think I ever want to go on a cruise because that sounds terrifying. Oh my God, I'm going without you. <laughs> The wreck was discovered in 1985, so over 70 years later. And the Olympic is the sister ship, oh my God, sister ship of the Titanic. Maybe you should have picked something easier for this Since episode. Sister ship. Try saying that three times quick. Don't, because you'd be able to do it. You yep. can say anything. Anyway, so it was made by the same company, and it looks incredibly similar. Some would say suspiciously similar. Dun, dun, dun. It was also registered to Liverpool, and it was heading to New York from Southampton. But it was completed a year earlier, so in 1911. It had the same dimensions as the Titanic, and a few small differences, and it was also very slightly smaller. 
So they're based on the same core design. So they look a lot alike. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a sister ship. Yeah. An older sister ship. Try saying that three times. No. <laughs> so the White Star Line had pretty stiff competition across the world, and it had a fierce rivalry with a company called the Gunnard Steamship Company. This is primarily because in 1907, Gunnard were making huge ships, so they kind of entered like a giant ship war. And who could build the biggest ships? That's why they made the Olympic, and they made it so huge to be like, we built the biggest ship, you know? Mm-hmm. So the Olympic had four successful journeys, but on its fifth, it made an unexpected turn while passing a military vessel. And the two ships crashed, but the Olympic was able to get back to port, but it was badly damaged. And this is kind of where the theory starts. Mm-hmm. But it is just a theory, winky face. <laughs> Why did you just winky face? Because if I actually wink at you, then no one's going to be able to see it. <laughs> So it's thought that this crash was an economic disaster and that the lawsuit from the other boat meant that the insurance wouldn't cover the repairs and the Olympic wasn't getting any money and just sitting at the dock. So the company made a switch. So its newly built ship would look identical and it would be named the Olympic or the Titanic and the damaged older ship would be repurposed and named. Like the one that (laughs) is bad would be Titanic, the one that crashed. Right. And they say they're building Titanic, but it's actually just the Olympic. What? <laughs> there are two ships. Yes. The Olympic has already been built and it crashed. Uh-huh. And they're building another ship to look similar to it. Uh-huh. So the one that's already crashed, the Olympic, yeah. they're going to rename it, fix it a bit, redesign it, call it the Titanic. And the new one is going to be the Olympic. But why would they do that? For insurance money. How would they get insurance money? So the idea was the true Olympic, so now the Titanic, would get into an accident and the company would collect a big insurance check and they could build a new ship with it. Oh, so like crashing into an iceberg? Yeah. Right. And the new Olympic, so like the Titanic that they built, the new Olympic, it's kind of confusing to explain, but the new ship would live on, have a really long career, which a lot of ships didn't. And it did have a long career. It was 24 years, I think. The which was a lot longer Olympic. than... The Olympic, yeah. In inverted commas, yeah. The one that's called the Olympic, but might be the Titanic. Okay, I'm with you. Sorry, you're with I got, me. that was no, so No, it's confusing. fine. It's a bit confusing. <laughs> it's okay. Hope you're following. So even if the insurance didn't completely cover the costs, it would mean that the company would stay operational. They could build a new ship. It would be great. They could keep building big boats. All good. So some evidence for this theory. Wait, sorry, quick one. One question. Yeah, okay, they could... Um get insurance money however if you're hyping this thing up knowing that it's going to have an accident your reputation's going to be in the dirt i was thinking that but i guess if it hits like an iceberg you can't be like oh it's our fault but then they didn't True, have enough you, sorry lifeboats i don't know yeah it's you just wouldn't, a theory. you wouldn't i feel like you wouldn't market it as unsinkable and then crash it and then claim the insurance money i feel like you'd be like oh, what a great boat Entirely sinkable. Yeah. It could possibly sink. Here's a boat. All boats sink, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. But evidence for the theory. So you couldn't tell the boats apart just by looking at them at the dock. Unless you properly, like, examined them and read the nameplates. It was kind of impossible. They looked very, very similar. Okay, yeah. And... So what were the differences then? Well, we'll get to that. Okay. But... 
when they were building the Titanic, or I guess changing the Olympic, they put carpet into it because it was originally tiled. The one that hit right, the iceberg. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the Olympic originally had tiles, and I guess the, the theory is that passengers who'd been on the Olympic before will be able to tell the difference. Oh, so if it still had tiles, they'd be like, hang on a second. These are the exact same tiles in the Olympic. But and would it, that be weird because it was a sister ship? I guess, because it would be dirty. Oh, yeah, it fair enough. It would look so new, and yeah. the ship was obviously brand new. It was a new. maiden voyage, wasn't it? Yeah, and... The carpet was put in just a few weeks before it was supposed to sail, so the managing director for the White Star just ordered all the floors on Titanic to be carpeted over. Which is a bit suspicious, but I get, you know, might just be a bit cosier. Yeah, it might just be like a design choice, but equally, yeah, I know where you're coming from. Yeah, the cabins and the designs were different, but I guess they did have a year to redesign the boat, so I don't know. But, yeah... The word Titanic is written on the ship in different places when you examine the photo of it like being built and the photo of it leaving the port. Ooh. So or it's like between two different portholes on each photo. So the theory is that it was built over the word Olympic for obvious reasons. To play the devil's advocate, it could be an aesthetic choice. If they were, if they were still working on it anyway, maybe they were like, you know what, actually we'll move that. Oh yeah, it's entirely possible. This is just a, a theory. Yeah. You know, I'm not it's not I'm not trying to tell you facts. Mm-hmm. A big piece of evidence is the main difference of the ship's exterior. So when the Titanic was pictured being built, it had fourteen evenly spaced portholes, but when it left Southampton on its voyage, it had sixteen unevenly spaced portholes. They and just chucked the, two in. They're the same portholes that can be seen on photos of the Olympic. Oh. Yeah. It's a bit weird. I guess they could have added others before they left. That's what I mean, yeah. They could have just chucked two more in. They're like, oh, actually, we have more cabins than we thought we would. We'll chuck two more in. And that's why they're unevenly spaced. Oh, yeah. Or they wanted more light or whatever. But yeah, but it is sketchy. It is suspicious when Mm. you see them, because if you see the original photo of the Titanic being built and then you see the Olympic and the photo of the Titanic leaving, yeah, they do look very suspiciously similar. Okay. The windows are also uh, evenly spaced out when the Titanic was being built. But they're unevenly spaced when the ship left port. You said that. That was the porthole. What is this? <laughs> the windows. They're the same. The windows on the upper cabins. Like, they have big windows. Oh. And on the bottom, ca- the bottom cabins, they have I was like, portholes are just windows. I know what portholes are. <laughs> I was like, oh no, she's going to have to cut this out. She's being an idiot. <laughs> what did no. you think portholes were? The bottom part of the cabin. Like the big windows. Yeah, like the, the top ones have big square right, windows. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But there Sorry. are more of them when it left than when it was being built. <laughs> Again, they could have just added it, but it's a bit strange, I guess. I don't know, maybe they, maybe they went in it and they were like, actually, we expected it. If they put all of the carpet in, maybe the carpet was darker than the tile and they were like, we need some more light in here because otherwise it's just going to be like a really dingy two-week cruise or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. Also, what's strange is that the Titanic was never opened for inspection by the press or the public, but the Olympic was a lot before it set sail. So they would usually let the press come in to take photos and put it in the newspaper and be like, wow, this amazing boat. And the, the public would come in and be like, oh my God, I want to go on this. But they never ever did that with the Titanic. They didn't really hype it up as much as they had the Olympic. So I guess the theory is here that... They didn't let people in because, because you it's could the tell. same boat. Yeah. I understand. Again, 
I would have the comeback if I if this were an argument. I would have the comeback that like is this an argument? No, <laughs> but I would say like yeah, okay, true. They've done that before, but equally where they've never not let you in before. You know, it's kind of like a oh, I wonder what it's like. I can't wait to see it. I'm gonna buy a ticket. I want to be the first one in. You know what I mean? I guess. I guess just. If you think about how they did it with the other ship... Yeah, there are two sides It's a bit strange. To it, but I it will is. talk about some counter-arguments in a minute, but... You don't need to, you got me. Uh, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> what I think is the weirdest point is, at the last minute, more than 50 first-class passengers cancel at the last like second or whatever, and many of them were friends or associates with the owner of the Titanic, JP Morgan. And Morgan also claimed that he was ill when the Titanic left the port, but he was found two days later in France with his mistress, and he was completely fine. Okay, it's weird that 50 people cancelled, but to say that you're ill and then be like, oh yeah, I was off with my mistress, do you know what I mean? You can't just be like, look, I'm trying to get away from the kids. They're putting that in a newspaper, do you know what I mean? You're like, oh, I'm trying to get away from the missus, so I'm going out with my mistress. He's not going to say that, is he? He's going to be like, no, <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> but I guess, you know, the idea is he's just built this amazing ship, he doesn't even want to be on it. Also, all of his friends he's trying to get laid going on the ship. Nah. He's trying to get laid. 50 of his friends. Yeah, that's weird. Aren't going on the ship. I don't find it weird that he wasn't there, but I find it weird that they weren't. Yeah, right? It's definitely at least a bit strange. Maybe they all had a big party to celebrate and then they were all so hungover, they were like, I can't spend that much time on a boat. Fair enough. But, I mean, it seems a bit <laughs> I feel like specific. I'm gripping at straws here, but... yeah. Also, before the ship set sail, J.P. Morgan removed several valuable bronze statues from the ship. And also, the chairman of the White Star's family also didn't go on the boat and said that they were ill. So a lot of people are cancelling. Right before he leaves. Almost like they knew something was going to happen. I am unsure how to feel about that because I think if you're friends with those kind of people, you have no... Um, requirement to be there do you know what I mean like if you were a lower class passenger you would have spe- like saved up all of your money to go on this thing there is no way you would cancel you know what I mean but if you're friends with the owner like he's probably just given you a free ride and you're like I would but I literally can't like my dog's sick or like my kid's ill or you know I, I just can't come can you put me on another one I guess as well with that in mind if you were one of his friends, then chances are that, you know, you're more likely to cancel on something if your friends aren't going to be there, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Like, if he wasn't going to be there, maybe it was like a domino effect. He was like, oh, I'm not coming. So then his best mate was like, oh, I'm not coming. And then his friend, you know what I mean? Like, when you want to skip class because none of your friends are going to be in it. Exactly. Kind of like that, except with a really luxurious boat that somehow no one wants to be on. <laughs> yeah, well, I... But I guess if they are rich, it doesn't matter quite so much. Yeah. Exactly. If they're rich and they know the owner and blah, 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 then it it could explain it. I mean, even if I was mates with someone like that, I would still go, you know? Yeah, but I guess you don't really know their position and you never really could. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because what are the chances that this would happen again? Yeah. Hopefully very slim. Yeah, I mean, they are making a Titanic too, aren't they? A film or a boat? Oh, no, the boat. They're replicating it. Who's going to go? Me. <laughs> Abby. <laughs> joking. Many of the crew also refuse to sail on the Titanic. And that's often thought to be because you can change everything about the boat to make it look different, but you can't change the boilers. 
so they could tell that it was old and refused to sail on it. Hmm. Why can't you change the boilers? I don't, I don't believe that fact. Fair enough. Yeah, that's a fact that I don't... You can change a boiler at home. I know that they're absolutely... Maybe... Hmm. Because they're ginormous, aren't they? Yeah, also this is 1912. Oh well, yeah, I get that. But where they're so ginormous, how would you remove them? Pick them up, innit? Just shut Push up. Push them. You can't get them out of the door. I just roll them. <laughs> I hate you. Roll them into the sea. I honestly have no idea. But that's the that's the theory. Fair enough. I feel like they might have done something to the boilers, though, to make it look different. If they went around recarpeting the whole thing, lobbing in some, like, windows or whatever they were doing. But the passengers can't see the boilers, so why does it matter? Because you don't want any proof to come out, you know what I mean? I guess. Because there were loads of press on the boat and stuff, because everyone that was on it that was, like, upper class was, like, so rich. Do you know what I mean? So, of course, there's going to be press. You don't want them snooping around. True. Well, at the time of the sinking, there was a coal strike, which badly affected the shipping industry, so there weren't many boats out. Mm -hmm. Yet when the Titanic sank, there were several ships stationed nearby, suspiciously, which would mean that they didn't have such a high need for lifeboats. If you remember, 700 people, 705 people were saved from a ship passing by. Oh, yeah. Kind of coincidental. After she lobbed him off that plank. I haven't seen this movie, stop talking about it. I'm livid. But yeah, it is quite suspicious. I mean, it's great, and I'm glad that they were saved, but it is quite interesting that, although they didn't have enough lifeboats for everyone, a ship happened to go by and save almost a thousand people. During a coal strike. I don't really see how that's coincidental. Well, it's a key clue, I guess. I don't... Mm, I, because I feel like they, the big company did not care about the people. Otherwise True. there would have been more lifeboats or they would have crashed at port, you know, or something. I think they just did That's not true. care. Especially if it, this conspiracy is true and they were doing it for money. Yeah. If they cared about getting everyone out there safely, they would have enough lifeboats. Well, also, if you care about doing it for the money, I'm not being funny, I know it's a horrible way to put it, but the more survive, the more money you pay. Hmm. So you'd want to kill more of them if you were in it for the cash. I don't know. There's a couple of other things, like the propellers look similar and the wreck kind of looks like the Olympic, but it's a wreck. Mm -hmm. There's not so much you can go into with that. Mm Mm-hmm. So I could talk sort of forever about all of the things people say about it because there are hundreds of points, but I don't know how true they all are, really. But another major idea is that several people who have worked on the ship came forward over the years and said that the ships were swapped, but if they told anyone, they would never have a job again. One of these men was called James Fenton, or Paddy the Pig. Paddy the Pig. Don't know why they called him that. What a gem. Paddy told his fellow workers that they were switched, and he didn't tell anyone else... But a man who worked with Paddy told the sent a letter to the newspaper telling the story. Mm-hmm. And he said that Paddy told him that when the surviving crew got to port, they were taken aside and met by two men. And one was in a high position in the company, and the other man had a high position in the government. And they were read Official Secrets Act, the Official Secrets Act, uh, explaining that if they told of the real reason that the ships were switched or whatever, then they would serve a sentence of 20 years in prison. And then they would never get a job when they got out. 
Yeah, they basically just had an NDA. Yeah. But there's obviously a lot of like debunking when it comes to conspiracy theories and there's a website that I found that basically just shat all over every single claim. Well, it's hard because if the crew knew, why would the captain have gone down with the ship? Yeah. Why wouldn't they have, um, you know, run a skeleton crew? Well, I think that guy, Paddy the Pig, mm-hmm. claims that it was when he got rescued from the from the sinking. That he knew. That he was like, no, he didn't know. He was rescued from the sinking and then the government showed up and was like, don't tell anyone. Oh. It wasn't before they went. It was afterwards. So he still had no idea and then the government were like, hi, yeah, that was swapped, don't tell. Uh, It's a theory, man. I can't prove this. You wouldn't give it away. Do you know what I mean? Also, why would he tell people if they were going to serve 20 years in prison? But I'm not Paddy the Pig. I can't answer for him. No one can. No, we cannot. So the website that I was talking about basically says things like the reason for the name of the ship had moved on the two photos was that the photographer had sketched the name on the first photo because it wasn't fitted yet. Or it wasn't like present enough on the image. Mm -hmm. So they just sketched it on. Mm -hmm. And then when it was made, they put it like a bit further back instead. Right. And it could have had a bunch of alterations with the portholes in the window before Voyage. And there's no actual evidence of the crew signing a secrets act or whatever that was. Yeah, that one, I'm not... I don't trust Paddy the Pig. Fair enough. It's also pretty hard to pass off a broken year-old ship as a brand new one. And the Titanic had a pretty unique floor plan. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, a year... Is a year really enough time to change that many cabins and, like, the whole layout of the ship? Because you said that the rooms were different. Yeah. Is it enough time? I'd, there are some things that I'm like, it could be, you know, it could be if the portholes and the windows look the same and, you know, they mysteriously carpeted so close to, I mean, they might have just carpeted so close to it being released because they didn't want it to get dirty. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But there are, it's a good argument. Oh, definitely. But either way, the Olympic did go on to serve for 24 more years, as I said, which is pretty impressive. And it would make sense if the ship was newly built, but less so if it had damage. But I don't know. It's entirely possible. There are other similar theories, like JP Morgan planned a disaster to kill off his rival millionaires. Could be. And those people did die on board. It was Jacob Astor, Isidore Strauss and Benjamin Gunnenheim, and they did all die on board. So there's a theory that he planned it to kill them again though why would you add lifeboats if you want those specific people to die yeah there's also a theory that the ship's number is 390904 and in a mirror it says no pope which could have been a sign of bad luck but again that one's a bit less convincing stop it now also the titanic was cursed by a mummy and the mummy also killed, killed like, or like the spirit of a mummy. And the mummy also cursed a bunch of different things. But I'm going to talk about that on Patreon because I don't want to go on forever. So I'm wrapping this up. Let's do the scare scale before we talk about ideas. Mm-hmm. Only on that one, not about the mummy or the nope over or anything. Yeah. <laughs> just on the switch. <laughs> uh huh. I just thought they were worth an honourable mention. Yeah. So scary. Like a one. It's a, a little it's a little scary to know that um you can't trust business. I mean like you can't really trust big business, but 
the thought that people could do that is a bit scary. Oh, definitely, yeah. You could get on a ship and just be told absolute lies and it could be broken. Exactly, and there's not enough lifeboats and it's a damaged ship and they're going to like drive it into an iceberg on purpose, maybe, or whatever. It's quite scary. But, but only maybe scary like a one and a half. A one- oh, a one and a half. Yeah. Danger. <sighs> See, danger is a tricky one because people died, right? And I do appreciate that and it is horrible. But it was over 100 years ago. So I'm kind of like, things have changed. I hope. (laughs) Oh God, yeah, I hope. I've never been on a big boat, but... Things have definitely changed. So I think danger... Three? I'll go three. She's made up her mind, ladies and gents. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Likelihood. I just... I think it's a three because if you are on it, there's a good chance you're going to die, especially if you're a man or you're poor. You're a bit, you're stuck, really. You're probably going to drown. Yeah. Or freeze. So, yeah, it's quite scary. The likelihood that the Titanic was switched with the Olympic before it set sail. Do you believe this? I'm excited to know. I'll show you the photos afterwards, and the photos will also be on our social media at Myths Magic Pod. I'm going to say two and a half. Okay, so you don't believe it even a bit. <laughs> well, if I didn't believe it even a bit, I'd give you zero again. Okay, you believe it minuscule, <laughs> tiny. I amount. believe it like half. I respect it. Not enough for a solid three because I've got quite a few qualms with it, but like half believe, yeah. Okay, so what are your what are your explanations then? I mean it's difficult because I always argue both ways, you know, but I think the porthole thing, realistically, why would you add that many portholes? Because it, I imagine it takes a lot of planning to build a boat. Almost inevitably. So, Not that I've built a boat, but I've built Lego houses and that takes a lot of checking. I wish I worked with someone else. <laughs> I, yeah, I imagine it takes a lot of effort to build a boat and a lot of planning. So why would you just shot in a couple windows? Right before like you let it sail. You're like, ooh, two more windows randomly here and here. Yeah, like surely you would have thought, oh, this needs more light when you were planning it for years in advance. Yeah. Also, yeah, the same goes with the windows. Why would you do that so close to the end? I don't understand. Um, I don't understand how the Olympic, if it wasn't swapped, would go on to have such a long service, even though it was damaged. I think that's definitely something that makes me question it. It was was a long time. That's a long time for a ship. And considering it was really badly damaged, it had like a hole in the side of it. Yeah. If they patched it up and, you know, gave it a couple more journeys, if it was the Titanic, that makes more sense than if it went on to then live 24 years. Yeah, and it's pretty sketchy that his friends didn't turn up. 50 of them as well. A last minute. You know, they hadn't even phoned in ahead to be like, give the place to someone else. Yeah, that, that, that definitely, I think that for me is the sketchiest part. Yeah. Because it wasn't even like they were strangers who didn't show up. It was 50 of his, of his friends and associates. Those are the bits that 
I could try to argue against, but I just feel like there's something off with that. Yeah, for sure. Regardless of, you know, whether or not the boat was switched or whether it just, like, maybe he did give an order to just drive it straight into an iceberg, you know? That wouldn't explain the windows, yeah, but it would explain why he didn't get on and why his mates didn't get on and why his rivals were on the boat and whatever. It's entirely possible. Because if all of his rivals were men and he underfunded the lifeboats so there were less of them and it's women and children first. That is true. He would have a a pretty good shot of killing them. Hmm. I like that. So is that one of your alternative explanations? Yeah, like an an elaborate murder scheme. Elaborate murder scheme? (laughs) I think... An alternative explanation is that it was just an accident, an unfortunate, unforeseen accident. Yeah. Well, either way, it's tragic. You know, lots of people lost their lives, but... Definitely. It's still a sketchy thing that I think even if we can answer all our other questions, we should still be questioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. What else? It could be that there was another, there was a fault with the Titanic that had gone unmentioned and that's why they didn't let anyone in and that kind of thing because they were still doing improvements to try and hide it but they still wanted it out on time so for example if the staff came in and saw the boiler and they were like nah it could be because the boiler the boiler had problems because there was a fire wasn't there yeah there was a fire on the boat yeah like in the boiler room mm-hmm. yeah so it could be that they wanted the insurance money but they they also, they cut costs, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So they were just trying to save money, cut costs, let out a faulty liner, and just thought, well, it's cool, we can get the insurance money from that, fix the Olympic, and then send that out for another however many years. That's believable. But why would they deck it out so much? To still get people to come on. I guess. Because they just had a boat crash. True. Yeah. You, you want to, you know, entice people to come on. Really and sell it. Yeah, I imagine even if... They did have the accident, which obviously they did. They've still made a lot of money in the ticket sales of the things. Everyone's paid. Everyone's on. That's very true. So, yeah, I would say that. How do I write that? (laughs) I don't know. We'll figure that out after just faulty Titanic. Faulty Titanic. I'll go with that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow, that was really interesting. It is a very interesting conspiracy theory for sure. It's one of my favorites because it's kind of believable. Yeah, and not a lot of them are, or they are, but they're kind of really out there. Whereas this one, I feel like makes logical sense. And if you want to hear the illogical side of that argument, pop on over to Patreon, where Abby's talking about a mummy, mummy curse, a mummy spirit curse. Yes, love that. If you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us at Myths Magic Pod. If you want to go over to Patreon, then you can. You can sign up for any of our tiers. Ranges from not a lot of money to a little bit more a month. And you get things like Carmilla, like extra episodes, like Abby talking shit about mummies for however long. Um, Shout outs, letters, our appreciation and thanks. And you'll become our favourite people in the world. (laughs) Don't tell them that. (laughs) So, and also if you have any haunted happenings, oh my goodness, I've forgotten it, spooky stories or terrifying tales, there it is, then you can email us over at mythsmagicandmurder at gmail.com. Great. I'm interested to hear about these twins you got lined up. All right. 
My Let's get into it. My one's a little shorter, but... That's okay. We're currently 37 minutes into recording. <laughs> the people are sick of hearing you talk. I'm sick of hearing me talk. Okay, so the Pollock twins. My sources are sci-encyclopedia.spr.ac.uk, historicmysteries.com, mysteriousfacts.com, Wikipedia, realunexplainedmysteries.com, mysteriousuniverse.org, and science-rumors.com, oh, and britannica.com. A great list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> made me laugh because as I was writing it down all of them have got like mysteries or mysterious <laughs> it's, it's really not that creepy it's creepy but I'm sure it's very creepy stop downplaying it <laughs> so before I tell you about this story we need to address the question of what is reincarnation so it's present in religious and um, philosophical ideas it's the idea of rebirth of a consciousness mind or soul after the body has died it's mainly seen in South Asian and East Asian traditions and appears in some Middle Eastern religions. Although, like every idea, it's somewhat present globally. These events are set in Hexham in England, which is a market town in Northumberland. John and Florence Pollock lived here and started their family. Florence had grown up as a member of the Salvation Army. Is that global? I don't know. I think that's a British thing. Okay, the Salvation Army is like... How would you describe the Salvation Army? Like a charity? Yeah. Basically a charity. You can look it up. They do a lot of good work. So, Became Catholic when she was married to John. John had been Catholic throughout his life, but despite this, believed strongly in reincarnation. He said that he often prayed to God for proof of reincarnation so that he knew he was right and the priests were wrong. <laughs> Off to a great start. Also, yeah. what year was this? This is 1946, I believe. Okay. So, well, that's when Joanna, the first child, was born. So let me let me get there. I'm sorry. <laughs> du, du, du. Yes. So they had two sons and two daughters. The sons are irrelevant, so you can't find any information about them. But of the daughters, Joanna was the eldest and Jacqueline was obviously the younger one. On May the 5th in 1957, when Joanna was 11 and Jacqueline was 6, both girls were hit by a car on the way to church with a friend. Oh no. They were killed at the scene. You know, I knew this was about reincarnation so there had to be death, but that's a very sad way to start this story. Yeah, sorry about that. How old were they? Jacqueline was 6 and Joanna was 11. Oh man, that's so sad. Yeah, they were just walking to church, man. Anyway, the car was being driven by a local woman who was attempting to commit suicide by driving after what she'd taken were after what she thought were lethal doses of aspirin and phenobarbitone. John said he thought the girl's deaths had been his fault because God was punishing him for praying for proof of reincarnation. That's also very sad. Yeah. He was obviously mentioning this a lot, and Florence didn't believe in reincarnation or anything similar, so it became a point of argument and threatened their marriage. Obviously, I imagine it's a really hard strain to continue without your children anyway. Of so. course, yeah. The following year, although both John and Florence were still grieving, they got the news that Florence was pregnant again with a child. Although the scans were coming back saying that she only had one child, John was adamant that it would be twins that were his reincarnated daughters as he had had a vision of it. This is crazy. 
John. Then, I know. Then, on October 4th, 1958, Florence gave birth to twin girls. So, as you can imagine, she was pretty shook because the doctors had been telling her there was only one heartbeat. That's crazy. Also, imagine being John at this point. <laughs> right? John is now a psychic. They were named Gillian and Jennifer, um, and they were nearly identical, differing only in their birthmarks, which is huge because they were monozygotic, so they came from one egg, so they should not have different birthmarks. That's strange. Yeah. This is so exciting. The birthmarks in question are a point of interest. Jennifer's birthmark on her waist was exactly the same as a birthmark that Jacqueline had had, and the birthmark on her head was the exact same size and shape as the scar on Jacqueline's head. No way. Yeah. The Pollock family wanted to move away and start their new life without their past looming over them, as, you know, I imagine you would. Understandable. Yeah, so they moved to Whitley Bay. A couple of years later, both Jennifer and Gillian began to ask for toys. It's obviously pretty normal for a child of this age, but they weren't asking for any toys. They were asking for toys that belonged to Joanna and Jacqueline. That they'd never seen before. That's strange. Was it like uh, like a toy like, oh, can I have a Barbie? Or was it like, can I have this very specific toy? It was like... It was it weirded the parents out, so I imagine it's like, oh, can I have that little sheep with one eye missing? Yeah. You know? So That's what I was imagining. Like if I was a kid, I'd be like, oh, can I have Bernard my cuddly duck? Yeah. Rather than just can I have a toy car. They'd never seen him because they'd been boxed away and put in the attic after the move. And obviously they moved when the twins were like three months old. Yeah, so they've been in there a good while. Yeah. Yeah, here they were asking for them and describing them in detail. That's so crazy. One day, John was wearing a coat that Florence used to wear when she was delivering milk because they were they were like food and milk deliverers um, when they lived in Hexham. However, since she'd stopped that job after the girls had died, it was just a coat he could get dirty while he was painting. So that's what he was doing. Then Jennifer came up to him and asked, why are you wearing mummy's coat? After this, she became annoyed at Gillian for not recognising the coat. But if this is reincarnation, then Joanna would have been at school as she was the older child, who is kind of mimicked by Gillian, who doesn't recognise the coat. Because Joanna would have been at school, she wouldn't have seen the coat, but Jacqueline would have. Oh, right. Which would explain how Jennifer was like... Why are you wearing mummy's coat? It's kind of confusing just because they all have names beginning with the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, John obviously asked how she knew it was her mother's and Jennifer replied that her mother wore it while delivering milk. No way. Mm-hmm. The family later... You'd be so creeped out. Right? Excited, but creeped out. The family later decided to return to Hexham and once they were there, the twins began to point out landmarks that their older sisters had known. For example... The twins claimed that they went to a school and played in the playground behind it. However, it was not their school. It was the school their sisters had attended before they were born. So crazy. As well as this, the twins were given some of their sisters' toys and they gave them the exact same names that their previous sisters had given them. (laughs) Right? What are the odds of that? Mm -hmm. They also called, called these toys Santa's Gifts 
But Santa hadn't given the twins the toys. Santa had given their dead sisters these toys. How do you even react to this as a parent? (laughs) Right? What do you do in this situation? Especially since Florence doesn't believe in reincarnation. So she's like, well, what else can it be? I guess, yeah. Also, when I read about these stories of kids who are, I guess, reincarnated from a previous life, Mm -hmm. it's always like a, a specific older person in a different part of the country or whatever it's not the same people from the same family yeah so you can kind of just brush it off even if it's true even if they're saying something really specific like oh i was a man who lived in this you know what i mean yeah you can just be like okay we'll stop talking (laughs) well it's like there's a story of it was a little boy and he was about three or four and he started talking about um he had like memories from world war ii Oh yeah, and he was talking about like all the different planes and stuff, and his parents weren't like plane enthusiasts. He wouldn't have known it through them, but he was like naming and describing lots of World War Two planes and stuff. It was crazy. Yeah, I've read a lot about about those kind of stories, but I guess if you're a skeptic, you can kind of just be like, "No, no, you are George, and you're my son," and then just ignore it. Yeah. But if your kids are exactly the same as your other deceased children, uh-huh. what do you do in that situation? You can't even ignore it. God knows. They live with you. And they think that there's someone who also used to live with you. It's crazy. Also, they began to scare Easy upon seeing moving cars, saying the car is coming to get us. Oh no. Yeah. That's really sad. Mm-hmm. Once, Jennifer had laid on the floor, resting her head on Jillian, and Jillian had told Jennifer that she had blood coming from her eye because she'd been hit by a car. And then John was later like, when I went to see the body of Jacqueline, there was a bandage around her head, like, covering part of her eye. Do you know what I mean? Wow. That's so sad, but so interesting. Gillian and Jennifer also had the exact same gait as their sisters, which is like how they walk. Yeah, that's strange. They had the same general builds. Gillian was more stocky, similar to Joanne to Joanna and Jennifer was stockier as Jacqueline had been they liked the same foods had the same personality types liked the same games once Gillian had pointed at Jennifer's forehead birthmark and said that she got it from hitting her head on a bucket obviously Jennifer didn't get the birthmark from anything other than birth however it was in the same place as Jacqueline's forehead scar had been and she got it from Hitting her head on a bucket when she was three. It's just crazy. I can't even like say anything else. It's just so interesting. Yeah, it's... And like, the girls were closer to their grandma because and Joanna and Jacqueline had been raised by their, their grandma pretty much because their mum had been away, obviously at work. Um, but there was no reason for these twins to be so close to their grandma So that's kind of a weird thing. But all of this stopped pretty much when they were five. And they just led normal lives. They stopped having all of these memories and being like, oh yeah, this is this. It just stopped. It tends to happen with with stories like that, don't they? They just kind of forget their past lives. Yeah. And now you know, that was pretty much it. Wow. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? Like, did I have memories like that? When I was a kid. I feel like my mum would have told me. I feel like my mum wouldn't have ever thought about it. <laughs> yeah. I just would have brushed it off. Yeah. 
Like, what if your imaginary friend was someone you used to know? I know you, you're for a fact yours wasn't. Oh, no. <laughs> Brick girl. Please don't mention this on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> mine was a boy called Benny, and he was just a boy. Like, he was completely normal. I hope mine was real. Brick girl. Brick girl. She was, was made entirely of bricks. <laughs> Did you have a power, or was that just a... She was just bricks, man. Sick. <laughs> is that what you call the house? This is brick girl. <laughs> she lives in a brick home. Yeah, but like, what if I knew him through my past life and I just don't remember it? Because I don't remember what he looks like anymore. It's weird, isn't it? I mean, kids are just weird anyway. Like, why do you have kids imaginary are... friends? Yeah, it is strange. But it makes you think, like, why? And did I have that? And my mum was just like, why are you saying these things? And then moved on. Yeah, your mum was just forgot. like, oh, she's being so imaginative, you know. Yeah, because it could have definitely happened. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, sorry. Sorry that mine was so short. <laughs> no, it was okay. It was super interesting. It was a short but sweet. I wonder how they would progress with raising the kids, because at some point you must accept up to five years of age like that they are your other children. Un- or uncomfortably similar. Yeah. So do you talk about their past lives? Do you ever mention it? Do you try and ignore it and you know move on with their life? I think you would just try and move on. That's what I would do if it was my kid. Because it's not that kid, so you don't want to you know, trick yourself into thinking that it is. You don't want to trick them into... Exactly, yeah. You want to let them be their own people. So, especially since it stopped when they were five, you don't want to be like, oh yeah, that's Jacqueline. And like, get inside your head. Because then when she hits five and she's her own person, it's going to be heartbreaking. Yeah, and confusing. Exactly. So, how scary do you think that was? Um, maybe like a two. That's pretty high. I was expecting less. Why I think feel? it's freaky. You do? Not necessarily scary, but I think it's really weird. I think it's amazing. And if that's the case, then, you know, that's beautiful. And I'm glad that they could probably have some closure as well. Yeah, definitely. If it's such a sudden death. Yeah, you could, you know, talk to your kids more and then they could sort of fade out, I guess, mm. while you get your new children and learn about their personalities. Like, I imagine it would have been great. Yeah. And it's, it would be good to know that there is something after death. It's comforting. But equally, if my kids started saying that, I'd freak out. Yeah, they did lots of other little things. So, like, they were given their sister's clothes because obviously they were growing up and they still had the previous sister's clothes. So they split them exactly how they were split between the sisters but between the twins that's so weird and like there was no argument over it it was just like oh yeah that's yours oh yeah this is obviously yours yeah wow right how dangerous zero yeah there's no harm done here yeah i mean in terms of rebirth in general i guess it could be quite dangerous in what way well, so everyone's always like, oh yeah, rebirth, you know, how great I would get to come back as a tree. But what if you've got someone like Hitler being reborn? I guess, but if you only have your memories for like a few years, you just forget about them. Yeah, I don't think you'd have the same personality traits. That's not necessarily true though. Yeah, but these girls had a, everything. Yeah, but not past the age of five. 
I don't know. If, for example, Hitler did come back as a baby, he would only be Hitler for about five years. What's he going to do when he's four? And then he'd just be a better kid. I don't think there's any harm in I that. I don't know. I don't. Because I see where you're coming from, though, but I don't think evil is something that can be translated through reincarnation. And then it depends whether you believe in, like, hell and stuff. I mean, I don't know, because I don't know what I believe in. I'm very not Oh, yeah, but saying but confused, there's no rebirth, like, limitations is what I mean. You know, if rebirth was just a thing that happened to everyone, then... And she continued... One of the sisters, I can't remember which one, had another vision in the 80s, so she would have been older than five, obviously. So it didn't fully go away. Interesting. And like, who's to know when they were 16? Because neither of the sisters made it to 16. The eldest was 11. Who's to know that they didn't continue how they would have? Oh, that's true. Wow, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, now you know. Anyway, I, I agree with your danger of zero in this. It's not. That's crazy. Imagine if they developed the same sort of interest that they would have if they had stayed alive. Yeah, maybe they changed for like a few years, but then they continued their kind of legacy, like their path that they were following. Wow. The same sort of soul, I guess. Yeah. That's crazy. What's the likelihood? Hmm. See, the thing is, is that I think I believe this because I tend to believe these stories, even though I don't fully understand what I believe in terms of afterlife. However, it, if the dad was already a heavy believer in this and was, was asking for the girls to be reborn and stuff as twins, and then he got twins, he could have just been like pushing it on them, I guess. So that and then, is... like telling the, the story and being like, oh my God, they totally did this. But they did they, you know? So that's obviously one of the biggest arguments that I found online however Florence was so against it that it wouldn't have been like they were being brainwashed into being their sisters John and Florence have both passed away now but they swore until they died that they did not shape anything in any way and also there was a scientist um Ian I think came to study the twins because obviously this was all hitting like the news because it was wild so he came to like study the twins when they were growing um, and he saw it too. Wow, okay. So I understand that as an alternative explanation because it's still possible, you know? Oh yeah, or they could. he could have been... You know, the only thing I can sort of compare it to is when you're told that something looks like something and then you see it. Like tea leaves when you're like, what do you see doesn't it kind of look like a stick and you're like yeah i guess yeah or like when you think when you have a crush on someone and then then like they they start talking to you and you're like oh my god they totally have a crush on me you know like you kind of you can convince yourself things so maybe they were sort of acting like that but that's just the way kids act and he was like oh my god she used to do that but it's like she likes the same book you know it's like that white christmas thing that i told you about the Christmas carol, Christmas song thing. There was a study done. Um, it was a psychology thing. I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast. I'm so sorry if I'm about to bore you for 10 seconds. But there was a study done where people put headphones on and they said, um, let us know when you hear, I think it was White Christmas. And 
they all said they could hear it at like different points, but no music was ever played. Yeah, like that. So it's like, like a confirmation of, bias. You're like, yeah. oh, this is coming. Oh, there it is. You know, oh, she used to walk like that. Oh my God, she's walking like that. Yeah, exactly. Like you could just be like, oh, you know, kids just kids just walk like that. Kids just like like toys. You know, I guess other things are a bit harder to explain. But like if she had the same body shape and you'd already convinced yourself that your kids are going to be reincarnated Yeah, as it's twins. like they liked their gran. That's not overly yeah, weird. It's entirely possible he could have just been like, oh, wow. Yeah, definitely. They do that. <laughs> but I'm going to say four. For likelihood? Yeah. Fair enough. I think I believe this. Yeah, yeah. I could argue against it as I just have. But I still think it's pretty believable. Yeah, I feel like the arguments are flimsier than the evidence. Definitely. So, also, why would you do that as a parent? Exactly. You'd just be putting yourself through so much trauma. Yeah, you might as well just be like, new children, beautiful, and then look after them. Yeah, for sure. Telling the entire press that they are deceased children from years ago. It, yeah. it seems like a lot to go through. Exactly. So do you have any other alternatives? I've got dads pushing it and a confirmation bias. No. I can't think of anything else. Do you have any suggestions? Anything you were thinking of when you were researching it? Could just be weird coincidences. I guess. What are the likelihood of that many weird coincidences, though? True, but it could happen. Weirder things have happened. True. Um, I... Don't know. I... This is what I mean. Like, I kind of feel like I have to believe it because I just don't know. It is a super interesting one. It's weird. I'm so glad I stumbled upon it. I feel like it's not huge. No, it's not. I have heard it before, but it was a long time ago and I completely forgot all of it. Yeah. I thought I would remember some parts when you started speaking, but I never did. So, super interesting <laughs> Good. to hear again. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. Got anything else to say? No. Cool. Well, guess all that's left is don't listen before bed. Listen before bed. <laughs>